and welcome to episode 97 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. As always, if you can, you're watching on YouTube, leave us a review. If you're watching or listening on Spotify, leave you know, leave us a review, a like, whatever they expect. And then you, the same again if you're listening to iTunes. We were, I think last week it was number 11, was it, John, in the iTunes charts we got to, um, which is fantastic. Anyway, I'm Steve Lillison, as I've just mentioned. John's with me as always, John Evans. Uh, top journalist and Manchester fight figure, always always scuffing around. I know he'll be on Saturday night. He won't be at the VIP show where I'll be in, in Liverpool. He'll be with his pal J- Josh Warren and most probably in the dressing room and playing guitars and all sorts with him beforehand. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on, John, as always. And tonight's special guest, um, making his third or fourth bell-to-bell appearance, super lightweight contender and a VIP boxer, Tom Farrell. Tom, first of all, thanks for coming on and giving us some time. I know you're hiding in your car in case your baby gets woken up by uh-huh. a racket, racket from yeah. us three. Uh, again, yeah, great of you to come on. And just gosh, you were now Thank nearly you. a couple of weeks after your, your, your loss against Harlem Eubank. The dust has settled. How are you feeling now? And when you look back on that fight, what are your thoughts, especially could you have done anything more after round four? Do you know what? Yeah, they, I, f- I feel like I... I knew straight away. I think it's hindsight's great, isn't it? I, uh, I knew I hurt him, but I felt like I, I did him in round four. I felt like I did him a little bit in round two, and then and then round three, I felt like I was boxing well. So when I beat him in round four, I jumped on him a little bit in the fourth. Take your time because you're gonna get him. The fourth, you've got a good little, good little foot in the fight here, and don't rush it. He's, you know, you're gonna land again. So I thought, don't don't rush. Take your time and. And then he come back then in round five, and he had a good run, and he, he turned turned it back back his way a little bit. So yeah, I think maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity to the to put the pressure on him to maybe change the fight completely. But no, as I said, hindsight's great, isn't it? And, you know, I give I give everything I, I had early and right up until the to the tenth round, but you know, just fell short. So I don't think I I think I, I don't think I could have done a, a lot more differently other than just have a little bit more. More put put it on him in that fourth round, but no, it's it's one of one of them things. Yeah. Was he a lot? Was he better than what you were thought, or were, you know, was you surprised at him in the second half of that fight? I think I think I knew I knew he was going to be I knew how good he was going to be. He was sharp, but I don't think he was he was like particularly better than me. I think he was just sharp and he kept the sharpness. You know, I thought he might tie a little bit. Thought he might start fading, and but his sharpness remained throughout. To be honest, it was. And then probably when I started trying to force a little bit later on, I think I think that's when he started having a bit more success because you know he could he could read a little bit more. But yeah, no, I think he was he was as good as I thought he was going to be. And you know, I don't think I was ever hit in the fight. I was never like troubled. I think he called me a couple of times where where the crowd were made up and they were loving it. But I was never ever rocked. If anything, I, I got a, got maybe got felt a few of the headshots or the, the head clashes or back the headshots, but. I know I was never in trouble. I felt I felt like felt like comfortable throughout. I just you know, as I said, maybe should have looking back, should have should have maybe went for a little bit more in that fourth round. What what are you gonna do, Tom? Have you have you are you just taking your mind off your career for a bit now? Have you got plans moving forward in the new year? What what's what's the idea? I, f- I feel like everyone's asked me asked me this like, what are you gonna do now? Are you gonna do it? I'm like. No, no, definitely not. Like I've, I don't feel like I've still got more to give. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't feel like 
out of my depth. Like with with Harlem Eubank, I didn't feel like he was that much better than me. I think it could have been a clean difference if I've obviously ever you know exploited that for Randall a bit more. And I still feel like there's there's decent fights out there for me. So while I while I still while I still feel about that way, like and I, I still felt fit and I still felt strong. Um, I had a good camping. You know, I felt I felt good in there. I enjoyed it. They enjoyed the big spectacle, and you know, it was a, it was a, it was a big thing. You know, going down to London, it was supposed to supposed to go and box away and look your horse. So, yeah, I don't feel like I need to I need to be thinking about packing in and like gymming. It's you know, it's put me back a little bit because I probably would have been in line for a bit of title fight. Um, I haven't won that. Um, but you know, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't end there, does it? You know, I could I could get myself back into into contention with that. You know, I, 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 I was thinking about white. I was thinking about weight or different opponents, Tom. You can't be retiring at your age. Jesus, if, if you retire oh. at your age, you, we all live through you, lads. You can't be packing it in at this age. I was thinking of some oh, like local barbies or something like that. Listen, yeah, like I uh, I think that that's the first time I've made 10 stone for, for like three years, which yeah. I'm sure that I can, I can still do it. Um, but yeah, if there's decent fights up at welterweights, you know, I'll explore that. But at the minute, I think like 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 welterweights to stole my weight. Just I felt good and I felt strong for it when I was switched on it all the way through camp. You know, that's where I got the you get the best out of me. And I feel like I, I did perform 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 quite well through the day through the week. And you know, still yeah, as I said, I still think there's more fights out there for me. Decent fights, you know, whether it be a central area or you know English title, and then you know see if that business comes knocking if I get a get a good little run of wins under my belt. But you haven't got him. Woody's he's he's always toying for a couple months now. But he he still wants you to get your manager's license, doesn't he? And manage all these Liverpool fighters for him when you retire, doesn't he? Is that still the plan? Yeah, he he said he was going to get me before, but I haven't uh, haven't got it yet. So I do, I do want to do I will do that. So I want to I get me manager's and me his license as well. But that's yes, yeah, that's that's a little something for the for that on the line. But yeah. Oh well, well, we'll get on now with chatting boxing about other fights and all that. You know how we work it. Tom, John rings the bell, and after three minutes, we have to yeah. zip it. So uh, it will fire away. John, are you ready with your timers yeah. and bells? All and ready everything? to go. Um, yeah. Round one, and you're going to start us off with a subject we're going to finish with as well in round six. The, the big fight of the weekend, Fury Chisora. Yeah. Tom. Let's go. Bell going, yeah. Go going, yeah. the bell's it's gone. Windy. Tommy's already rang that. Oh, it gone? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. I just think it. Uh, it was a it was a bit of a bit of a nothing fight, really. I think when it first got announced, everyone was like, no one was really bothered by it. It was a bit like one of them. It was getting built up as to be a trilogy, but it didn't really need to happen, did it? No one seen it as a trilogy. It wasn't like a a, a massive, you know, three like it wasn't a massive world title fight over three times. It was, it was a bit of a nothing fight, and I couldn't really get up for it even right up until until it happened, and you know, it was a. After a, after a couple of lines, I wasn't really enjoying seeing Chisora get beat up, to be honest. And I feel like he was ready to go in round two. And if anything, I think Fury probably took his foot off the gas a little bit and, and, and showed him a little bit of compassion. And in the end, it, you know, it, he got stopped, which, you know, he should he should have, he probably should have got him out of there a lot a lot, a lot sooner. But, you know, I think he's probably being a bit kind to Chisora. But, yeah, no one really, no one really enjoyed probably watching him. I, I think... If anything, I, I enjoyed what happened after it, but you know that's that's a, a fair down on that one, isn't it? That's a, that's our last question. But yeah, I don't yeah. know what you thought of it. John? I've not do you know what I've not seen the full thing. I was at a Pat Barrett show on 
Saturday and I caught the highlights on YouTube and it was pretty much as everyone expected. Maybe even Del Boy had less fire than people thought because from looking yeah. at the highlights, it looked like Fury got him under the thumb in about three or four minutes. Um, uh, do you know what? We said it last week. The, the best thing you can take from that is that Fury's active. He stayed in the gym. He stayed in the ring. He kept his name there. Got in the mix with some other people we'll talk about later. And I think that's the best thing you can take from it, really. Yeah, I'm like you, John. I haven't even seen the highlights of it. Um, I was at the VIP show in Manchester and how great it was just going off topic to see Pat Barrett's show and the VIP show both in the same area and packed out Saturday night. Um, but I haven't seen it. But the only thing I've noticed um, is the same people. You know, I'm not going to start naming them and slaughtering people, journalists particularly, who were saying, and some, you know, boxing heads, shall we say, who were saying before the fight, they don't begrudge Del Boy the payday. The same voices are now saying he shouldn't have been in there. Well, you can't yeah. have it both ways. You cannot yeah. have it both ways. And that's the thing with boxing. There's so many double-edged shores, double standards. It, you know, it, it, it gets to me. That's the sort of stuff that gets to me more than anything. But I think it was always a fight that we said last week, Fury could have finished it any minute, any second of any minute that he wanted to. And in the end, I mean, I haven't seen it, but a lot of people whose judgment I trust seem to think that the corner should have acted and not earlier, earlier. And Victor Lachlan shouldn't have done their job. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. He probably took a little bit too much unnecessary punishment, really. You know, he, he, he did look quite marked up at the end as well, to be honest. Time. Round two, John, and uh, the fight I think you're going to be at Saturday night. Yeah, um, Warrington Lopez, Josh Warrington returning. Uh, first defence, isn't it, of his second spell. Um, I'll tell you what, that win he had over Kiko Martinez looks like a real good win, doesn't it? You yeah. know, he went through Kiko, uh, and you've seen what Kiko's done to Jordan Gill since. It looks like a real good win. Um, it seems to have gone under the radar, this one of Josh's a little bit. I, I think probably the fans and everyone around him are probably sick of hearing this is the last one before the unifications this is the last one before the unifications but i think this really is the last one before the unifications if he can get rid of this mandatory challenger lopez there's nowhere else for josh to go he's cleared his mandatories the other guys haven't got fights lined up it's got to be josh against one of the other champions or maybe a trip over to america he's got to get past lopez fingers crossed his jaw holds up i'm sure it will you know he's been through the sparring and everything like that and then hopefully we can finally see these fights that Josh has wanted for probably three or four years now. Yeah, it's, it's a fight that's got under the radar. Obviously, the World Cup's taken all the national interest. And Josh has always been them fight, one of those fighters, whoever he's been promoted by. He seems more of a massive regional name, like he is in Yorkshire and the North, than he is in London and the South. It's, it's bizarre how he's been packaged and sold over the years. But this fight, John, I think is a really hard fight. I was told yeah. a promoter come up to me about, oh, do, 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 when I was at a show in Grays for Fight Zone around September time or August time and said, this is a fight really hard for Josh and they don't fancy it. And I've been speaking, he's been down in the West Country training for a week, the other guy. And um, they're really confident. And someone I know is in the camp working with them. And they are convinced that Lopez wins. I think he's won four of his last five by KO. And I think his first four fights are all points wins. And since then, 15 of his 22 wins have come inside the distance. It's a, it's a, it's a real hard fight, this 
for Josh. And uh, people are overlooking this, not Josh's camp, but a lot of people aren't realising, I don't think, what a hard fight it is. I think one of his losses was a decent points loss to Vila, who gave Navarati a couple, a good fight a couple of years ago. A hard, hard fight. Are you familiar with this fight, Tom? No, to be honest, no, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too too sure on who he was even fighting till, uh, till he sent the questions over. He was having a little look, but yeah, it could be a could be a potential banana skin. And obviously, you know, I like I like I like Josh and you know, with him being a VIP, Steve would look after fighters. Always want want them to do well. So yeah, I hope he uh, hope he hope he does the job and you know, bigger fights and go from there. Then can he? John, yeah, you, they, know, this, you know, well, Josh, this, sorry, yeah, John. Go, you know, Josh. Sorry, you know, you know, you know, Josh. Better than most of us, and you know, most journalists you, you, you spent more time with him than most. Do they realize how hard this fight is the weekend? Do you think, yeah, yeah, but Vince, he, he came over and beat Isaac Lowe a year ago, didn't That's he? That's right, so of course, yeah, it, you quite forgot about that, yeah. And they've been speaking to Isaac about it. He's a bit of a mystery man, like Maurizio Lara was a mystery man, you know, a heavy punching, come forward Mexican. But this time, we know what he brings. We've had sparring partners to replicate him, you know, he's small and aggressive. So they've had small, aggressive sparring partners. For going into it, totally different than we did the Lara fight. We know exactly what to expect. But like you say, this guy looks a real handful. I'll tell you what it will be. It'll be a great fight. Yeah, it will be. It certainly will be. Right, round three. Um, License to thrill. I'd say I think we, some we've never mentioned on the pod before. I know pretty well. And you look back at his fight. Tyrone McKenna, you, you might disagree with me. I think arguably... Well, in my opinion, I think he's the most exciting British and Irish fighter there is now. Um, you know, you guys might have your own favourite. He challenges Liam Taylor on Saturday for the WBO European Welterweight title. Or a fight where, you know, we're bigging up, or I'm bigging up McKenna. A fight Taylor's most probably favourite to win. I, you know, I just think it's only the really good men that beat him, like O'Hara Davis, Pro Gray. Jack Catterall, and I remember seeing some of these wars, the Mimuni war, the Lewis Benson war. I just think there isn't a more exciting fighter around in, on, in Britain and our British and Irish shores. I don't know, are you are you familiar with, with Tyrone Tom? He's obviously someone you could fight if you moved up the welterweight. Yeah. Do you know what? He's been, he's been on my radar for a bit because he was he was just he was a super lightweight. I think he might have even it. called me out on, on, a, on Twitter once, once <laughs> at one point. But yeah, I... I'd love a fight with him, you know. He loves a fight, you know exactly what you're gonna get with him. He's not gonna be running away, he, he comes and has it. So that's right, right up my street. I, uh, I, I like a bit of a fight, so yeah, I, I definitely I wouldn't mind a good fight. He's an Evertonian as well, um, so we, we could get an all Evertonian bash on down the line. I say he is a big Everton fan, yeah, he is yeah. a big Everton fan. John, do you, how exciting do you think he is, John Evans? I, I, I like watching him, but he's. Tyrone just seems to have decided to be a crowd pleaser, doesn't he? He, he? he talks it up. He's he's not hiding the fact that he's, he's going to try and make it into a war. I tell you what, Liam Taylor won't go hiding. No. If, if McKenna <laughs> wants to put it on Liam Taylor, Liam Taylor's going to meet him head on. Yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's another great fight on Saturday night. That is, uh, I just find this. I, I just think he's so exciting. And uh, and as I say, I remember when he fought um, O'Hara Davis and he tried to be a bit tactically clever and have a boxing match with O'Hara Davis. I spoke to him a week later. I did an interview with him for the VIP site. It might have been then he called you out on VIP. Well, did he? <laughs> he did do an interview for VIP YouTube and he vowed he would never, ever do that again and try and box someone. And every fight has been the same. And this fight on Saturday, I maybe fancy Liam Taylor to win, but what a fight it is. Yeah, it's a cracker. Yeah, it's a good fight. Um, round four over to you, John, and a fight that takes place next Tuesday. 
Yeah, when we were thinking of topics, this one just popped into my mind. And with the timing, we had to speak about it today. Now, David David Avenesian's got a tough task going over to Omaha, Nebraska to fight Terence Crawford this weekend. But I think Paul Butler's got the toughest task in boxing next Tuesday. He's going over to Japan to fight the Monster Inouye in a total unification of all the titles. Um, gone under the radar, another fight that's gone under the radar, and Butler should be getting more attention for this because this is as as tough as it possibly gets. In a way, looks completely unbeatable. Um, anyone who's gone over there in the past, think back to Jamie McDonald got done in a round or two when Jamie yeah. was flying high. Um, Butler's got it all to do, all to do. Um, I'm not again. I'm I'm not sure how he goes about it. To be perfectly honest with you, just the same as Denzel fighting Yanni Beck. Over in Las Vegas, we couldn't figure out a plan for him to follow. He surprised us. I can't figure out a plan for Paul Butler to follow here. And I, I'm not sure he will surprise us. But fair play to Paul and, and good luck. Tom? Yeah. These, they're, you know, they're the, they're the fights that, you know, that's that's what your whole career is around. You know, to be undisputed world champion. So, you know, people, are, I think people have been slagging Paul off and like giving him yeah. loads and... Yeah, fair enough. No, no one really gives him a chance. But you know, stranger things have happened. You know, it, all it takes is a bad day for him and or you know, he might get a little bit sick, or you know, any anything can happen kind of in boxing. So, yeah, it might be an impossible task on paper, but you know, you always he needs to just believe in himself, and I'm, I'm sure sure he has all the way through camp, and you know, it's it's good fuel to the fire to go and try and prove prove the doubts is wrong. And as I was saying there, that you know, that's just, that's what you want to be in boxing for, you know. You know, he's the only other world champion, so you know there really is no one else for Anuva or him to be facing, is it? Unless he wants to just defend this title, but you know this is this is the crown jewels, isn't it? You know, if he wins this fight, he can't win anything else in boxing. He's undisputed world champion, so you know you've got to be bold and brave, and you know he's he, you know he's tough as they come for, so he's gonna he's gonna give it all all he can. So yeah, credit to him. I hope he does does the job. Yeah, it's a monumental task, but you know what? He deserves this as much as most people, if anybody, around that division. I mean, I've seen a few of these snidey remarks about he don't deserve that, but he's had an excellent career, um, whatever. But if he wins, I put it on par with, I put it a bigger upset than when Curry Hunnigan beating Curry. I put it, bigger, I put it, bigger. Yeah, I put, bigger, bigger than that. I put it up there as that. I mean, look. You just want it to go well for Paul to give a good show of himself. You know, we we almost had an idea how we thought Denzel should fight as you, the other week. You know, go take it to him, which he did in the second half of the fight. But not when we when we said Denzel Bentley the other week when he when he went to America um to fight Jana Beck. But um you just want you just wish Paul the best. But what worries me is I remember when he he's got he, he cannot his temperament's got to be right walking to the ring. He can't have any nerves because I remember when he fought Emmanuel Rodriguez and he started slow and had a terrible first round. And if you, you know, and he recovered brilliantly. He showed some balls to go the distance that night. So he took a yeah. shell in early doors. He can't do that in Japan because if he has a slow start, it'll be over. Oh. But you know what? Good luck to him and he deserves it. You know, and it will be a bigger upset than Hunnigan Again, well, Curry, and then when Hannigan beat Curry, if he wins, and all the best to him, and he deserves this as much as anybody at bantamweight. He does, yeah, yeah. Uh, round five. Just one I wanted to get an opinion on. I'm still baffled, but I've got a theory. I believe Troy Williamson, Josh Kelly, the other night. Um, 
I don't know whether it was Clever Kelly or um or Woeful Wo Williamson. I don't know what it was the other night we saw there. Um, but my, look, take nothing away from Josh. He was cute on the night, did what he had to do to win. But I'm convinced that, I know Troy has always denied it, and I've said this before on this pod, I think he's absolutely dead at that weight, Troy Williamson. I remember Buncey telling me when he went, when he turned professional from the GB squad, they were going to start him at middleweight and believed they'd end up super middleweight. Um, as it all credit to Kelly the other night, but I just think that weight hasn't helped him at all. I just don't think there was nothing in there to vary anything up. I just think there was nothing in that tank. And people like me who talk boxing and write about it, we can only imagine how hard it is for a weight drain fighter. Yeah. You look flat like it, didn't you? But, uh, you know, you could argue that Josh Kelly n- never let him get going. He, yes, he was, you yeah. know, he was sharp. He was sharp from the very first first bell. He nearly got him out of there, early doors. Um, and then, and then obviously when once he started, obviously Williamson started trying to force the fight. Then and you know Josh credit to him, you know didn't show any any signs of fading, did he? So yeah. I think that was always the. I think he was always he was always going to start sharp, but I think Williamson just banked on Josh Josh Kelly starting to fade, and he never. So I feel like he couldn't get get going into the fight. But I do think like I I have I have half expected you know a, a bit of a wait. A weight, a weight move up, and uh, like I think that might be a sort of a thing for him because you know I remember when he boxed Mason, like seeing the size of him against them was like he's massive and he's he's massive for the weight. So I imagine it must be tough for him to make light with weight. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said it, Steve, because everyone was praising Kelly. I I thought Troy was was really bad. Yeah, really bad, and I I he just looked completely stuck in one gear, like you said. And, and all you can put that down to his weight because Kelly wasn't in the best condition. You know, we can say that. You know, when he, he was on the scale, he did the weight, but yeah. you know, he didn't, didn't look, look great. Look and, stuff, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and Troy didn't do anything to try and empty that tank. Like you said, yeah. Tom, it was like he was waiting for Kelly's tank to empty. Yeah. But yeah. Tom, Troy didn't do anything to empty it. I, I don't think he settled for a defeat. I think he was trying right to the end. Yeah. It was almost, you know, as I say, when you haven't boxed, you know, at any sort of level, yeah. it's hard for people like us to, well, it's hard to, to criticize, to, yeah, to, but... to criticize, engage it, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I loathe journalists when they start laying into fighters like this, but it was almost as if, and Tom might identify with this, that he knew what to do, like go to the body and just couldn't do it. Well, is, you know, yeah. that, 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 maybe you can identify with that more, Tom, with. No, do you know what? Again, you could you could probably have a little look at his last last couple of last few opponents. Like really, if you if you look at the way Josh Kelly approached it, he was always on the back foot, always moving, being tricky. Whereas, you know, against obviously Mason was Mason, was, yeah. was there was there to was engaging with him at times. So you know, he could have a little bit of success success back and forth against Mason because Mason was always there. You know. Again, before that, he boxed Cheeseman. Cheeseman was always there, and obviously he looked great against Cheeseman because Cheeseman was there to land on. So, like, his, his last few opponents have been there to be it, whereas Josh Kelly was just never there, so he was just always frustrating him and making him fall short and miss. So, I think that, that I think the, how, how Kelly approached it is a, a big part of, like, of yeah. to play, and, and how, how Williamson looked. He just, I don't think he let him. He let, he let him look good. Final round. It's what it's your your second topic, um, Tom. 
Tyson Fury and what's next for him? What's your opinion? I think, uh, as I was saying before, you know, I didn't really enjoy watching watching the fight with Tashaw, but like, it's not normally like me, but I loved all what went on after it. It was a bit like the WWE bit of wrestling, all kicking off, fighting, and uh, not fighting, but like arguing, shouting out each other's mouth in the ring. But I actually loved all that about who we could potentially fight next, and I think it's got to be. You know, ideally, it's it's going to be Yusuf. Um, but, you know, I'd absolutely love to see Joe Joyce in there. I think it'd be an unbelievable fight. I think I'd still favour Fury against Joyce, but, you know, he's he's an, he's an absolute animal and he, you don't call him the juggernaut for nothing. So, I think he uh, he could could quite quite easily cause an upset. But, you know, it's, a, it's an intriguing fight. The only worry was Fury saying he might need a bit of an operation or yeah, rest elbow, on his hand. His elbow, what is he said, his hand was sore as well. So, Again, I don't don't know what I don't know what, what time frame that's gonna be, but you know, I think either of them fights I'd I'd love to see them. Probably more so than the, and you've got more more chance of that happening than Joshua. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I think that's always gonna be dead in the water. Um but yeah, I think that a fight with Dusik or a fight with Joe Joyce should be be unbelievable. Yeah, I'm with you there, and I think I was told a while back that if he doesn't fight Usyk, the Joyce fight's done, and if he does fight Usyk, he's going to fight Joyce in the summer. I know Usyk's for all that, you know, is more globally, it's a much bigger event because of titles and who they are and what they've done, but I'd love to see the Joe Joyce fight because Tyson would be shouting him out and rattling him, and Joe would just be looking at him because he says about two words. He just, he's just not, he just doesn't yeah. engage in that side of boxing. But you know what? I would love to see that fight oh. almost more than Usyk yeah. because yeah. Joyce will just be ploughing forward all night. And I go back to the Parker fight with that right hand Parker hit him with, and he just didn't move. He just carried on with that high guard walking forward. I know. Usyk's the gla- you know the glamour fight globally, all the belts, and I'm sure that's the one that means more. But from my perverse you know point of spectrum, I, I would love to see him. I'd love to see Tyson Fury ver- versus Joe Joyce. And you know what? It would sell out Wembley. I'll still, I still honestly imagine if we get them both yeah. by the end of September. Imagine. I think that's the plan, John. I think it's great, wasn't it? February for Usyk and Joe and. Joe at Wembley in, in the summer. I would love to come with you, Tom. That Joe Joyce fight yeah. really excites me. Of all the big heavyweights, the only two that have actually really got it on are Wilder and Fury, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No willingness between everyone else to fight. But to see the top, those three guys, and I think they're the top three in the world at the moment. What? Both what? Fury, Usyk, and, and Joyce. Fury, Usyk, Joyce for me. And I'd have Wilder number four. I'd have Usyk, Joyce above Wilder because he's undefeated and he's coming off that win over Parker and that's yeah, how that, I'd have it. But to see them all there and all in, seemingly interested in wanting to fight each other and there's a plan to get it yeah. done. And maybe for, for the first time in ages, we might actually get a series between the top three or four guys. I can't wait for it. And you've got something for the purists, haven't you, with Usyk and Fury out fainting each other. And then yeah. you've got Smack, you've got Joyce and Fury. <laughs> I'd love just, it. I would love to see Joe. I mean, oh. Joyce and Fury, I, I would I would absolutely love to see next. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I, you know, because I think if, if he fights, if Tyson fights Usyk, we know what he's going to do. He's just going to go and make sure, use his jab in and out of range. We know, you know, we, we think we know what he'll do. You never know with a, a lunatic like Tyson. But no, that's the fight. I'd love the Joyce fight. I, 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 could Fury even 
get any any um psychological edge? Could he win a mind game against Joe Joyce? I don't think Joe Joe would give a shit. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I don't think he would. I remember what. I don't think he can against Dusik either. No, I, sorry, I, I don't think he can against Usyk. I no. think when he was uh, he was shouting at Usyk, Usyk was just, just bump rat. He wasn't phased whatsoever. He was just staring at him. And I don't think he was he was listening to anything he was saying. He was just staring at him. He's like, I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah, well, it's you a just big part to... of Tyson's game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you just have to see Usyk. He's mad as a march here anyway. He'll just <laughs> laugh at all that. Joe would just look and think, what's he on about? I don't even want to be at this press conference. I just want to fight him. I mean, you remember when, when Joe fought Daniel Dubois? He's coming. He's had to stop playing a video game or whatever they're called. He's gaming in the dressing room. I think you know this as well, John. Yeah, he had to yeah. stop doing his gaming to have to fight. And he weren't very happy about having to go in the ring and fight. And afterwards... He's got to do all these... He's won the fight, the best win of his professional career. People were tipping against him. He's gone back to the dressing room. They're waiting to do his urine sample, and he's got his media, and he won't do any of it till he's finished this game he's playing beforehand. Yeah, yeah he paused it, didn't he, before he went in? Paused it, yeah. But I'll tell you what, should we talk about Dubois quickly? Yeah, I haven't seen the fight again. You two might have. So I know Tom's seen it. That was, that was a mad one, yeah. I can't, still can't get mad around that. I think he was definitely hurt. I don't. I don't really think it was the ankle either. To be honest, it, it looked like he'd. It didn't really seem like his ankle had went. So, but I don't know. But I don't know whether it's, it's come out any different. But it looked like he'd just been hurt off a bit of an edge shot and 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 so he went down three times in the first round. And I think it was only after it. Isn't the WBA meant to have a bit of a, a three rounds, three knockdown rule? Yeah, but it's you under the British you for their titles, Tom. Yeah, under the British. But the border control rules here. I ah, think it is. So yeah, well, you're yeah. But so you know what? He went down off the first one, didn't he, on the top of the head? But then the other yeah. two, he didn't take a shot. Yeah, no, it was like a, it was like the late react. It was like he he he'd missed with his own shot, but it it seemed to me like his, his equilibrium was a little bit gone still, and that's maybe why he he hasn't he took it took it me so he didn't take any more shots. But you don't know. Only he knows really, don't doesn't he? So and. You know, we get. I wouldn't really. I wouldn't really front him about it to be honest. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that that was sinking or swim for him, wasn't it? If he decided to stay on one knee there, he was done. Yeah, well, yeah. he never he come back and won. But I mean, I say I yeah, never saw the fight well. at the weekend. But I think what it does show for Daniel is that it's good that there's. A, I know he's got this WBA regular belt, and it's going to earn him money. It's good that there's a procession of heavyweights before him for the big marbles. Yeah. Because he, he's still, you know, them sort that it looks like he's still some way off them. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you, if you look at the obviously Joe Joyce who beat him. I think at the time I I, I was I was sold. I I thought Daniel Dubois was yeah. gonna was gonna steamroll steamroll Joe Joyce, and then, oh, I had to go. I had a bet with my mate, and like my mate was like, "No, the the juggernaut's gonna do him." And like I I couldn't believe how like how how much he. Uh, how much Joe Joyce dealt with them, to be honest. So, yeah, he is a, he's a, he's a way off, isn't he? If you look at, you know, the big boys. It's, it's funny. Well, it just makes you laugh every time you hear someone yeah, say, very young. Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like It's a great nickname. It should, you know what? The Joe Joyce should be called the Juggernaut more. It should just go by the name, the Juggernaut. People yeah, should change his name. It should change his name to the Juggernaut. Tom's yeah. got it right. He's calling it. His mate Jennifer. said he's the Juggernaut. Bye, that's, bye people. Yeah, that's he what is. he should be called, the Juggernaut. He wouldn't that... The, jug the juggernaut. People, oh, I want to see the juggernaut box. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Joe Joyce from Puppy. You'd have to be the bat, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, the juggernaut's <laughs> a great name. If he change, if he if someone near his camp sees this and changes it to the the juggernaut, Tom, you got to get some money off him, mate. You got yeah. to uh, just yeah, yeah just <laughs> never get introduced as Joe Joyce ever again. Just call me the juggernaut. Oh, the juggernaut. The juggernaut yeah. Yes, <laughs> the perfect name for him. Yeah. All right, then. Well, we'll finish his podcast. Joe Joyce is no more. He's just going to be known as the juggernaut on Bell to Bell. Tom, thanks for sparing us some time in your car there tonight. John Evans, thanks nice as one. always. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, for listening. And as always, we'll get you back on in a few months, Tom. And and good luck with um, Chris. Have a great Christmas nice and get back in the gym soon and, and back to what you do best. Nice one, boys. Nice one, Tom. Nice one. See you later. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across the north, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.